0: Welcome to another awesome message from Good News Company. We hope you enjoy it and that you are touched by the love of God. If you want more information, head to goodnewscompany.com. Awesome. Hey, um, imagine if I told you that I had something that could increase your energy levels by 100% every day. Imagine if I said that I had something that, even in the face of opposition, oppression, affliction, you could stand firm and still be strong in the face of everything going wrong. Something that could pr- produce a fresh vision for your life and something that could keep you building up towards that vision when everything else around you is trying to pull you down. Imagine if I had something that I could give you that could, you could deploy as defense, but also it could operate an offense in your life. Imagine if I had something that could raise your quality of life in every area. That could raise your quality of life in your marriage, in your finances, in your family, in your relationships, in your goals, in your dreams, in your church life. Something that could take everything up to a whole new level. Imagine if I said I had something that could improve your life in every area, in every season, at every time, in every way. Imagine if I had this something that I could give you this morning. It's not something that you take in, but it's more like something that you live out. It's the very thing that caused a a group of disgruntled, depressed, discouraged disciples into charging forth, forth and leading something that has never been stopped to this day. Something that took a group of guys who were locked themselves in a room because they were afraid of the people around them and this one thing that I'm going to talk on this morning is the thing that caused them to preach the gospel all over the world, that caused them to not be afraid to stand tall and go fast and complete everything to this very day. Imagine if I had something. This something is a culture. It's a it's the culture of heaven, it's the culture of church. Talking about hope this morning we're talking about hope this morning faith hope love the big three faith hope and love corinthians talks about and we have a lot of attention on faith you could fill libraries and bookstores and you could you could fill this room with books on faith love hello love's like kind of major i mean it's the greatest of these jesus says but hope doesn't really always get a lot of attention, but it's the very thing that will, will, that will catapult you into your destiny, that, will stop, that won't stop, that will cause you to just push past all boundaries, to break every barrier. Hope is this thing that will change your life if you get the essence of it, if you begin to live out of it, if you have a culture of hope. Everyone awake this morning? Are you happy to be in church? Because I want to hear you this morning, because um, I like that good. So what are these three? Faith, hope, and love. What do they have in um, common together? What is their relation to each other? Well, I understand it like this. Faith sees it. Hope feels it. Love never fails. Faith sees it. A lot of people say, oh, blind faith. Kind of blind faith. Faith isn't blind because it can see the unseeable. It can see the cloud in the distance when there was no cloud. It could see... Um, the Israelites coming out of Egypt when there was no way because of a crazy pharaoh stopping them. Faith sees the impossible. It sees the invisible. It sees the unseen. Hope feels the unseen. Hope causes you to get up off your couch, walk to your door to look out to see in faith. Hope is that thing that you can feel on the inside that keeps, causes you to keep going. It causes you to get up and see faith. Hope is so important. Hope fueled faith. Will change the world. So the title of my message this morning. This is a great message to take notes in. I've got three simple points, one fancy title, and in um, trickier and fashion. Today's message is called "How Hope Helps Humanity." So my tongue How hope he, uh, helps. Yep, I was tossing up between helps and heals. I, I went with hope. Uh, helps. That's what I went with. How hope helps. Humanity. So feel free to write that down, capital H's, just to make it flow. I got three points, three scriptures. We're going to have a good day. You're going to walk out of here on a whole new level. And if you believe that, you should say amen right now. Point number one on how hope helps humanity is this hope will hold you. Hope will hold you if we look at um, hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 it says this that's hebrews 6 19 we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure an anchor is a device used to connect a vessel to a body of water to stop, from, stop it from drifting or swaying or being pulled along by the current. It's this device that sailors would use. They would deploy it out into the ocean and it would hold them down. It would stop them from being dragged out to sea or crash into the rocks. It would enable them to stay in the one location so they could fish or they could do bomb dives or whatever. They, it, it enabled them to stay in one spot. It held them to the place they wanted to be. Hope is weighty. It doesn't float on the surface of your circumstance. Hope is this solid, firm thing. It dives down deep and holds on when you no longer can. It grabs a hold of the thing and 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 it holds you secure when nothing else around you is secure. When everything else is breaking up, when everything else is going wrong, hope will hold you secure, firm, solid. Have you ever had that thought, Man, that situation I just went through—I should be having a serious breakdown right now. Like, I should be like in therapy after that. I should seriously like be not okay. But for some reason, I'm okay. Hope is involved there, because where you no longer could hang up, hang on, hope held on for you. When everyone else around you in your job was getting laid off or pay um, decreases or whatever, when everything else was going wrong and you were still like okay. No permanent damage has caused you. That is because you have hope. Hope was there holding you when nothing else could. Hope-fueled faith will see you through every storm. Do you have a hope-fueled faith? The author of Hebrews um, knows that, that this anchor, that hope is... This, this anchor called hope is weightier than any other type of anchor. It's more strong. It's more sharp. It's able to cut down into the deep of the earth and hang on. It knows that nothing else will do. And that's why when your finances fail, that's why when your family has a crisis, that's when, th- when things go wrong. And if you put your hope in those things, you can be depressed and down for a whole week. You could be discouraged and you could just go down and stay down. And we've all experienced that. And that's, that's not bad or anything. But when you stay in that place, that's because your hope wasn't in the things of God. Your hope was in that person making sure they like me, in that making sure I get enough likes on Instagram. Oh, no, I didn't get 103 likes. My hope is gone. And you begin to get weight in. You begin to like, you know, it's an anchor for your soul. We're made up of three dimensions. I don't know. We're made up of three persons. We're we're a body. Hello, my body. We're made up of a spirit. and We're made up of a soul. At the cross, when you said yes to Jesus, when you got saved, your spirit, bam, saved. Your spirit was one with, it longs for God now. It hates sin. It rejects all that. And it says, oh God, I just want to long for you. I want to give to you. I want to serve you. Take me on a journey. I don't care about the risk. Your spirit says, let's go. Your body, your body is being saved. Oh, sorry, will be saved one day. Your body is not going to just like all of a sudden transform. And when you go to heaven and you get your awesome new body that Pastor Peter just preached about for awesome, awesomeness, so good. But you're not going to get that body anytime soon. Well, maybe, well, sorry, maybe you will. We'll see when Jesus returns. But today, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be today but it will be saved. It will be restored. It will be set free. So your body will be, your soul, Your spirit already is, but your soul, man, your soul's flexible. Your soul's plastic. That thing will morph and shape. Some days it'll be like, yes, spirit, me and spirit, we're going. We're going to take the world for Jesus. And then you have a hard day and then you get laid off or you'll have a fight with your wife. And then all of a sudden, your soul's like, what's the meaning of life? Why do I care? This is stupid. Why do I have to give a double offering? Why is this happening? And your soul will move because it's in the waves of life. No, this is no news to anyone that, that, uh, that your life, things in your life will try and move you and shift. There's currents, there's wind, there's waves to your life that is trying to sway your soul. Your spirit is set. Your body is getting there one day, Hopefully. But your soul is plastic, it's flexible, it's movable, it's, it's able to shift from what... That's why the Apostle Paul said, man, I wish I would do the right thing, but I just keep doing the wrong thing. The Apostle Paul, he, his soul was in turmoil because he's saying, man, I, I, I really want to do the right thing, but I find myself keep messing up. I find myself keep going over to my flesh side, my body side, but hope is an anchor for that soul. It's the thing that's going to hold you. And hopefully, hold it on this side of the island. Hold you on your spirit side. Hold you on the side that God intended you for to live in when you got saved. Hope is an anchor for my soul. It's an anchor for my soul. It's you know when you put your when you put your hope in things like people or position or authority or power or in finances or family when you put your hope in those things, it's like tying the anchor rope to one of those flotation devices. You know those new cool hip ones that are out, you know from the flamingo or the watermelon or the pizza slice. You know those ones you've seen in cotton on as you're walking by? That's like the sailors out there in a storm. Oh, oh okay we gotta get the anchor Okay <laughs> You blowing up the flamingo? Yeah I got it. <laughs> I tie the rope on there <laughs> Okay, throw it. Ugh. And then they're just gone. They're dead because that thing's not weighing anything down. That thing's not holding them secure. They don't do that. They don't go, grab the inflatable watermelon. Get it. Throw it. No, they say, get the anchor. Yeah, that really heavy one. The one that takes five people to drag over. Throw it. Because we've got to see this storm through. We've got to make our way through it. And a flamingo, inflatable flamingo, is not going to do it. Your family is not going to do it. Your friends are not going to do it. They're great. They're awesome. They're amazing people. We all love them most of the time. But those things, your family, finance, friends, position, power, Instagram likes, those things are never going to hold you down when the storm comes. They're never going to hold you to the bedrock of the earth when things get tough. They will fly. They will sway. They will blow up. And they will go down with the ship. But if we had hope as an anchor for our soul, we're firm. We're not going anywhere. We're solid. I'm on a firm foundation because I know that God is the anchor to my soul and I put my hope in Him. Hope will hold you. It will hold you. You know, when hope in your life is absent, discouragement rules. When hope is gone, Discouragement becomes a dictator of your life. And that's okay for a little while because we all go through discouragement. We all go through disappointment, but if discouragement sticks out and he stays the dictator of your life, when discouragement rules, discouragement will destroy eventually. Discouragement will always lead to a disaster or to your life being destroyed. If you don't have hope in your life, discouragement will reign and discouragement will destroy. Discouragement always precedes disaster. I never heard anyone say, man, I'm so encouraged in my faith right now. I'm going to leave Jesus. Where's where's the drugs? Where's the alcohol? I've never heard a young person say, man, I am so encouraged by my schooling. I've never heard them say that to begin with. But I'm so encouraged, you know, in my school, I'm dropping out. I've never heard someone say, I'm so encouraged in my job. It's so, it's so, I'm quitting. I've never heard someone say, man, I'm so encouraged in my marriage. Let's go to the boss. I've never heard anyone say that. I've never heard anyone say, I'm so encouraged. I'm so happy with my life. It's, I have hope. for my How do I commit to Never heard, because when hope is absent, discouragement dictates. When discouragement dictates for too long, that will eventually destroy you. It will eventually take you out. It will eventually kill you and your friends and your family all around you. It will cause you to go down and stay down. No one ever said that. And total discouragement, discouragement destroys, but total discouragement totally destroys so it's okay to be discouraged every now and then that's human but if you're totally discouraged just wait because you will be totally destroyed it's the way it works but hope holds you down hope holds bay total discouragement knowing that god is up to something Hope holds you down and says, I'm not going to give way to total discouragement in my life because hope will hold you down. And even if you can't see it, I can feel it. Even if I can't see the anchor because it's below the surface of the water, it's out of sight, it's out of mind until you need it most. Then you can feel it holding you in the storm. You can feel when the wind's pulling you this way, there's an anchor holding me to the ground. There's an anchor holding me. Even though I can't see it, When I need it most, I can feel it. Hope is an anchor to my soul. You can always feel it. You can always feel it holding you. Holding on. That was pretty good. Yeah. Hope holds you. I felt that went all right. Did you write that down? Point number two is this. This is a good one. Hope will handle it. Hope will handle it. Turn to someone and say, hope will handle it. Hope will handle it. You know what I really find really intriguing? The Secret Service. I love watching documentaries on the Secret Service. You know what their job is? Their job is to protect VIPs, you know, very important people, or like like the most common that we would know of is the President, right? Do Prime Ministers, do we have a Secret Service? No, they're just on their own. No one wants to hurt them. They were Australians. But I find it really intriguing, the agency of the Secret Service. They were first deployed by Abraham Lincoln the day before he died. The day before he was assassinated. Damn. That sucks. But I find it so interesting that their first job, when they first created the agency, was to, um, to identify counterfeit money because it was threatening to destroy the American economy. But they soon realized that part of their job began to protect the president and the presidential family um, and other VIPs. And then it became their full-time job because they realized, oh, we need this. I find it so interesting, the secret service. You know, they have this tactic called the bubble of protection. The bubble of protection. And what that, what that means is, like, for example, that time Barack Obama went out with Bear grills. We just think, oh, Barack Obama was just stole through the woods with grills. No, just going. No, he had a bubble of protection around him. A bubble of protection is when there are agents in the front. They're scouting their path. They're looking for possible dangers. There's agents behind, covering the rear end, making sure everything's good back here. No one's following us. There's agents on either side, ready to jump in, take a bullet for the vip at any moment at any given second they're willing to jump in and say i'm going to give my life for, for, for this vip there's people above in the sniper towers scouting out w- looking just waiting to see any any guy that's just waiting or girl that's just waiting to take out the president there's there's people right on him there's they've, they've got the aircraft one that um the aircraft one or uh they've got the limousine that's like a tank they've got this bubble of protection and no matter where the president moves he could be like on a he could be on a, um, a handshaking spree, just bam, 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 handshaking. He could go this way and then that way. It's not their job to dictate where he goes. Sorry, President, you can't go there. Sometimes they got to step in, but it's their job to just literally make sure that the, the VIP is in the center of this bubble of protection at all times. I just find that so amazing that they're communicating and they're like, it's going that way. Counter Bravo, left, right wing, chicken nuggets, let's go. Like, I just find that amazing that they just like go with it. Hope is for humanity like the Secret Service is for the present. When you live in hope, you live in a bubble of protection. And the hope agency, you might say, has different agents. Those agents are the promises of God. Those agents that go before you, that defend you, that stand side by side, that will never leave, that will stay around you, that are going to come to part. Those things, those agents, so Agent A and Agent B, they are the promises of God. I need two volunteers. Trevor, do you mind? You're, you're, you're pretty buff, pretty beefy. Could you? Would you Would Would you be able to be one of my bodyguards for this demonstration? And then maybe Jared. Then Jared, you guys are my secret service for an example. Here you go, gotta have the dark sunglasses, you can pick one's best. Now, if we can just have a conference meeting over here to make sure this illustration works well. Can I have a look at Psalm 23, verse 6? says this, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Maybe bring the Bible in close. Surely goodness, this is agent goodness. This is agent mercy. Do you have the mercy gift? I do. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be okay. Surely goodness and mercy, they will follow me all the days of my life. So no matter where I go, get over here. No matter where I go, these guys have got my back. I know that I, I'm, I'm in a bubble of protection right now because I have goodness, I have mercy following me all the days of my life. And if anyone should try to attack me, goodness will step in. If I hurt myself, mercy will step in. Um, if I, goodness and mercy, right? Come on, guys, work together, here. Yeah? So the cool thing is, is that mercy will follow me. And what mercy does, is it helps me when I make mistakes. Have you ever seen the present trip over? Like, oh, 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 oh yes, I'm, I'm okay, quick, help me up, help me up. Mercy is right there to help me up. So even if I make the mistake, even if I stuff up, even if I make a mistake, even if I sin, if I screw up and big time, and if I just do a bad job, I've been a Christian and I just mess up. Mercy is there to got my back. He has got my back because he is a promise from God and he is in the hope agency. That means no matter where I go, when I wake up in the morning, he's standing right there because his mercies are new every day. No matter where I go, no matter what I say, if I go on vacation, these two dudes follow me. If I ever go on a business trip, they follow me. If I'm at home sitting around watching Everyone Loves Raymond in my underwear, they're with me either side. No matter where I go, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. No exceptions. No clauses. It's their job. They would take a bullet for me. So mercy will help me when I make a mistake. He is there to lift me up. Now, if someone like Jono got it in his mind that he wanted to attack me, we got lack we got lack over here. Can you come and attack me? We got lack. Yeah. We got poverty. We got sickness. We got health. And I'm just going about my life. Uh, non-health. We got disease. We got hurt. And, and this guy thinks he could take me on, but I've got some. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? Come on. What have I got here? I got goodness protecting me all the days of my life. I am not worried. I'm okay because goodness will follow me. All the days of my life, I'm not worried, I'm not scared, I'm not upset, because i got goodness on my side everywhere that I go. The hope agency will put you in the middle of the hope bubble. When you have the hope bubble, that means you can go wherever. That means no matter what storm you face, oh, I'm okay because I got my guys following me. I could go over here. I could talk to these guys. I'm not worried about what they'll say about me. I'm not worried about what they're going to do to me because hope and mercy, the promises of God will follow me. Jeremiah 20 verse 9 says, uh, and surely uh, the hope and a future. God will give me a hope and a future. So I know no matter what my future entails, hope and mercy will always be there with me. God is good and he will follow you. He watches you when you sleep. Creepy, I know. But they're there. His mercy never runs out because you'll, you'll be there tomorrow morning when I wake up. Goodness, when lack when poverty when sickness when disease when people try and offend me when people try and hurt me when things go wrong when any demon devil situational circumstance tries to take me out goodness will be there to protect me all the days of my life the hope agency is born the hope agency has born it was initiated at the cross the day jesus died just like abraham lincoln don't you? The same day the Secret Service was born, the day Jesus died, the Hope Agency was birthed. Now all the promises of God—they will follow me all the days of my life. Round of applause, for my Secret Service. Thank you, thank you so much. You can take a seat now. So good. You know, um, one—you know—one promise of God. One of my agents that have gotten me out of some pickles a lot of time. One of my best guys. One of my best promises that have pulled me up out of the midnight madness that has pulled me out in the middle of the night when I was when I'm just not okay, I'm struggling, i the hope is not there. It's it's it seems really dim. But this one thing, this one agent of mine has been by my side And it's helped me get through those hard nights. You know the hard nights I'm talking about? And it's this verse. It's this agent. It's this secret service agent that follows me around. It's this one. It says in Micah chapter 7, verse 8, it says, Do not gloat over me, O my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I know I've fallen. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've messed up. You don't have to tell me that, devil. You don't have to remind me about it because I know I can feel it. I can sense it. I have that guilt of it, but there's something else I do know. That's where, that's where what you're saying is true, and this is where my truth steps in, is that God will rise me up. God will take me up out of the darkness. That has been a midnight agent that has been by my side and has helped me. And you can, I'll, I'll lend him to you if you want. Marker chapter 7. Yes. Hope will handle it. Someone say, hope will handle it. You've got to start prophesying the promise of God in your life. Because this means, oh, it's getting sweaty up in here. That means that no matter where you go, you can be comfortable in any situation. Whether you're having an intense one-on-one, whether you get called into that meeting with your boss, whether you're having trouble with your friends, relationships, anything, hope will handle it. Hope will see you through it because the promises of God, they're sure. They don't move. They're solid. If God said it, you'll see it. If God said it, you'll see it. Hope will handle it. So good. Number three is this hope will heighten your expectation. Hope will heighten your expectation. Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus says these words, super famous words. he said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Let's say that together. All things are possible. Say it again. All things are possible. One more time, please. All things are possible. It's time to heighten your expectation, church. It's time to elevate that thing kind of take that because we're, we're going to develop a hope culture within good news company within this church and within your life we're going to begin to live out of hope and when we live out of hope where our expectations begin to elevate we begin to believe for bigger things we begin to have a sky high expectation we begin to climb up another level and when we get our expectation one level higher our hope begins to rise hope will hide in your expectation i still believe impossible things are possible. I still believe impossible things could happen. Your hope only rises when your expectation is elevated. The world says you get what you deserve. The Bible says you get what you expect. You get what you expect. we got to be a people that begins to believe this one thing. God has better days ahead of me. God has better days ahead of me. I had a good day yesterday, but today is going to be a good day. You know what I said to myself in the bathroom just before I got up here to preach? Kieran, this is going to be the best sermon you ever preached. This is going to be the best message you ever share because the best is yet to come. There's better days ahead. No matter what was before or lies behind, God has said there are better days ahead. And if that day behind was the best, the one tomorrow is the greatest. Hope elevates Everything. If you had a bad day, hope will say tomorrow will be a good day. If you had a good day yesterday, hope will say tomorrow is going to be a great day. If you had a great day yesterday, hope will say you're going to have the best day tomorrow. Hope will elevate everything. And hope will rise when your expectation is elevated. I want to ask you this Have you got a big vision for your life? Have you got a big vision for your life? What are you believing for? Is it possible? That's nice. You can do that one too. But get something that's impossible. I love the quote. Even the word "impossible" says, "I'm possible." God Himself declared it before time began that all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God wants you to have a big vision for your life. If you if you think, I, I think I could convince. Sorry, not. I think I could share Jesus, you know, my testimony with one person. Go for 10 people. If you think, I think I could give $10 or this X amount to the offering, go double that. Go triple that. Have a God-sized vision for your life. If you think, I want to just start a small company, if that's what you want to do, cool. But why not start a big company? Why not go bigger? Why not have a bigger impossible dream? It's in the impossible that God steps in and says, cool, you can't do it. I'm going to step in. And when your expectation is elevated, hope will rise. And when hope will rise, discouragement is at there. We've got to be people who have a hope culture, who have a sky-high expectation. Faith will make you see it, but hope will make you bold enough to believe it. That was good. Faith will make you see the vision, but hope will make you bold enough to actually believe it. Hope will make you more crazy enough, make you take bigger risks because, you know, you've got goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. So you're not worried, too worried about taking too many risks because you've got those guys they will handle any opposition. But then if you have a big dream, if you have a big faith dream and you can see it in the invisible, hope will be that thing that makes you bold enough to actually go after it and believe it. Hope for your faith. change the world and it's all about perspective the power of perspective it's all about perspective when it comes to hope I read this thing yesterday it was a note and I just want to share it it was from a college um, girl in in the states somewhere who had had left her parents gone to college and she sent a letter home I know a year later saying this I know uh, dear mum and dad I know this is really going to be disappointing to you but I met a guy the parents would thought say, oh, He's about 15 years older than I am. We're in love. We just eloped. I'm two months pregnant. I'm dropping out of school. I'll contact you at some point in the future. I'm really sorry. Just below that, she wrote PS. Just kidding, but I did flunk my exam and I need200 dollars. Please keep this in perspective. Keep, please keep this in perspective. How much more willing are the parents to go, oh, oh, yeah, sure, here's $200. You flunked a class? What? $200? Oh, I guess you're not, you know, pregnant, eloped, leaving us forever. Yeah, here's $200. Keep it in perspective. Keep your situation, your circumstances in perspective. Don't wait on your circumstances to change. We need a change in perspective. Don't just wait around for the rest of your life, waiting for my husband to get his act together, waiting for my job to give me a pay rise, waiting for my children to get their heads on straight. Don't just wait around for your circumstances to change. Wait around or stand around or change your perspective. Change your perspective. Often, it's not low, low. It's not low circumstances that makes us lose hope. It's low expectations. It's not low circumstances. It's low expectations that will cause you to lose your hope because no matter we've already learned no matter the circumstance goodness mercy the hope agency will follow me all the days of my life then or the dinner or maybe just to someone, or someone who hope will heighten your expectation hope will heighten your expectation I've got one more story here in mark chapter 4 Jesus, Um, we, we read of this story that so beautifully illustrates this idea that hope will heighten your expectation. And as your expectation rises, your hope will rise. As your hope rises, your expectation will begin to dream bigger. In Mark chapter four, we read of a story about this dude, this guy who he's crippled and he's laying on a mat. And his friends, he has four mates together, and, and they get it in their mind. They begin to see, they've got a bit of a God-fueled, hope filled vision for this guy. They've got a vision that they could get this guy to Jesus and he could be healed. They get them, and their expectation of the four friends is rising. Oh, man, this is impossible. Look at him. He's, crippled. He's not going anywhere. And their expectation begins to rise they're like oh yeah we could do this and as they at the same time their expectation rise the guy they get on each four corner of the mat and they pick him up and as the man elevates literally his hope would begin to elevate internally i'm going somewhere they move my friends they move and hope bam little spark of hope would begin to believe it started with some guy's expectation. They had, a, they had a vision, they had an impossible dream. And they decided, we're going to go for it. I have, I, have, I have an expectation for this. I believe this is a possible vision. Let's do it. And as they went, and as they literally elevated the guy, his hope began to elevate. And they, got, they picked him up to one level, and they're carrying him to Jesus. This is how they did it. They carried him to Jesus, and they approached a crowd of people, surrounding a house and they think oh man how are we going to go in and, and some of us our, our expectation would be like that's not what I expected I expected this to be an easy ride to Jesus I didn't realize it was going to. Go, I would have to go up another level and so they go around to the back they find the staircases and as their expectation grows even more and as they literally again begin to elevate up the stairs of the house physically can you imagine the guy on the mat his hope what it would be doing then i'm going we're going hot like we're going in through the roof we're going in through the roof my hope is beginning to rise and every step up of expectation his friends took the hope levels in the man begin to rise as well until they were on top of the roof they're full of expectation the man's full of hope there's something about to happen the impossible was impossible but when there's expectation there is hope and where is hope there's all things are possible Hope will heighten your expectation. They lower him through the ground. Jesus does a miracle, bam. And he'll be healed and he's healed. Boom, expectation, hope, healing. in your expectation, hope will begin to rise. You'll begin to see the impossible happen in your life. I promise you that if you begin to dream bigger dreams, have a wider vision, Get up on a mountaintop somewhere and begin to see in the, in the spiritual, what could God do through me in my workplace, in my school, in my family, in my youth ministry? What could God do in this city? What could God do in this church? If it's in more, the more impossible, the better it is. Because as our expectation together as the church rises, our hope will rise. That will cause us to say, I can give a double offering, no worries. I can pick that person up i could start a small group i could share my friends i could bring them to sparrow i could bike here in a car or a new macbook pro i could do that because my expectation has risen my hope is alive and now i can do the impossible i can see the unseeable i can feel the unfeelable because hope will hold me hope will handle it and hope will heighten my expectation God's doing something in this church and I invite every single one of us to jump on board the Hope Train. Get inside the Hope Bubble. It's the place to be. Start getting yourself some agents around you, some promises of God. I want to pray for a few different people. Well, sorry, we'll worship together and as we do, our expectation will rise. As our expectation rises, our hope will rise. And all things will be possible for those who believe. If you're feeling discouraged lately, and you feel like when I was sharing that first, port about, that first point about you, you, feel like your soul is being stretched, you know, it's being moved by the currents and the waves of this world. You're going to throw, you're feeling discouraged, you're kind of more on this flesh side, you're, you're, you're small thinking, you're believing little things and your soul, you're beginning to be discouraged. Maybe it was so hard for you to even come to church today because you're so discouraged about what you did last week. But God says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that is another bodyguard that will defend you all the days of your life. That's another guy that's going to have your back in the midnight hour. When you're feeling discouraged you can say, hey Romans 8, come to my rescue and he will handle it. God says If you've been discouraged lately, he wants to give you the hope antidote. The hope antidote. So with every eye closed, and yeah, let's do that. If you feel like I've been discouraged lately and I've been there for a while and I need an anchor for my soul, the end when when I say one, two, three, something like that I want you to stand up if you the second one is if you need hope to handle something in your life if there's something going on you're facing a situation or a circumstance and you need hope to handle that thing because it's too big for you that's the second group of people and you'll receive the bubble of protection of the hope agency And the third one is if you're expecting a miracle, if you want to see the impossible happen through your life, if you want to see God just do something crazy, you don't have to be famous, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to have this mega organization, but for you, whatever it is for you, that's impossible. Maybe it's seeing one of your children come back to God. That's impossible with just you, but if you're expecting a miracle, maybe you're in, crazy debt and you can't get out of it. It's impossible. It Maybe it's a sickness or anything like that. If you're expecting a miracle and you need some sky-high expectations, you want to elevate your expectation. You want your hope to rise to see a miracle happen. I want that person to stand up as well. So number one, if you're discouraged, you need the hope antidote. You need an anchor for your soul. you felt yourself going from side to side. You're swaying and sway and you need someone to you need someone to anchor down to, that's one number two is you need hope to handle something in your life, and number three you're expecting a miracle, if you're any one of those three types of people, I invite you to stand up right now, if you if you want to, if you want to stand up, you want to elevate yourself, and as you stand up, I, I begin to feel that hope rise in you, that there is better yet to come You're going to get through this thing. It's going to be a better day. God can do anything with people who are believing. Father, I pray for every person. Maybe the the band could come back and we could worship. God, I pray for every person in this place who's standing up. God, who needs hope, who needs something from heaven this morning that needs to be injected with this this antidote from heaven that can destroy discouragement in a second. God, I ask right now for every person standing on their two feet, whether they are discouraged and they need an anchor for their soul, whether they need hope to handle something in their life or whether they are, near, are expecting a miracle. God, I pray that you would invade their life this morning, that this morning, this message wouldn't just be another thing that bounces off them as they leave and get in the car, but it would stick with them. It would follow them all the days of their life, that hope would follow them, that the agency of heaven would be around them, protecting them. God, I thank you, what you're doing in this church. Come on, if you call Good News Company home, I want you to lift your hand right now. If you're believing for better days ahead for this congregation, I want to encourage you to lift your voice right now.